You are listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Senior Pastor Kelly Fellows. Well, well, well. We are getting started in a new series today, and I'm excited about this. But let me tell you what I'm super excited about. Tatiana and Elijah, aren't they a gift to our congregation? Thank you. Not only musically, not only sensitive to the spirit, but the man has some great hair, doesn't he? Man, I just want hair like that. I've dreamed of hair, having hair like that. You and I are like the absolute opposite when it comes to the, the hairstyle thing going on there. But I love it. It's very, very cool. Not only are you guys a gift to the body of Christ, but you are a gift to Refinery. And we know that and we receive that. And we're excited about how the Lord is going to use you in our community here and our community at large. So we're so glad that you've chosen to be here with us. Also, guys and gals, I want to acknowledge and give a huge shout out, you probably don't realize that the sound that you hear, the great videos and all the tech that goes on, people out in the tent are able to see and hear what's going on. People online are able to see and hear what's going on. Later on in the week, you can go back and watch on YouTube and get a word from the Lord and be encouraged. That's all thanks to our incredible tech and media team. Can we tell them thank you? We love you guys and gals so much. I mean, this morning we have a team of five people that are making all this happen. They get here early in the morning. I think Matthew gets here before the sun is even up and starts setting things up and getting ready for Sunday. So I am, we are so thrilled. And if you're interested and would like to be a part of that team, you could be, you don't have to get here at 6 a.m. Uh, like Matthew does. He's the crazy machine. Um, but if you want to be part of that, if you're interested, then see Craig, who's running our media and tech team. He's behind the camera right now. You can talk with him and get connected and get plugged in. Also, if you are interested in worship uh, as a musician or a vocalist. Uh, I know that Tatiana is going to be setting up the teams and kind of holding auditions and things like that, however however you're going to facilitate that. And so uh, make sure to connect with her on that. So we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for our media team. And one more little bit of of announcement before I jump into my message. I got a text message from Hanukkah just before I walked up here. Thank you, Hanukkah, for sending this out. Um, Her husband, Pete, who has helped to lead worship here. Some of you know Pete Jacobs. He has an incredible jazz and, and... Big oh, big band music. He is playing today. Him and his band are playing this afternoon right over here at the Summerfest in Brea. Um, if you're familiar with it, it happens over at what's the Catholic Church name? St. Angelus? No. St. Angela, St. Angela, a Catholic Church, right over here in Old Town Brea, uh, behind the plunge, right? So right behind the plunge. He's playing. Do, do we know what time he's playing today? 5.30 this evening, and check it out. It's for free. So if you're looking for something to do, go check out Pete and his big band and, and uh, participate in that. Thank you, Hanukkah, for letting us know that. I love that he's doing that right in our city here. He's so good. I appreciate him. All right, well, we're going to get into the Word of God today, and I hope you guys are excited because I have a great word the Lord has put on my heart. Um, a couple of days ago this week, uh, I had a couple pastors in here and we were uh, hanging out. We were talking about um, just our city of Brea and what God is doing, has done, is doing, and wants to do in our community to bring healing, restoration, hope to our community. And uh, I love getting to meet with these two pastors who their heartbeats were kind of resonating with us. Uh, they pastor a church that's looking to help minister in this area. 
And so we're saying, okay, how can we work together? How can we link arms and work together? And the first thing they said was, well, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about refinery. Tell us the story of refinery. And I said, well, you know, it, I, I kind of went into it. Anytime somebody asks, I get very excited. I go, well, let me tell you, we're a little over four years old. Uh, we launched out in 2018. Uh, March of 2018, we got started. And when we were just two years old, COVID hit. Which, of course, freaked us all out. We're all like, what are we going to do, right? We all experienced that. And I said, we were, we were, you had some momentum going those first two years, and we're connecting, and then suddenly now we're online. So I said, this whole room turned into a studio where we were producing and, and putting out online uh, worship and uh, teachings for many of you, all of you that were watching online, and now that you're here with us in person, I'm so thankful. But I said, it was a crazy year. And then last year, this time last year, we finally were able to gather together and we started meeting under the tent. And I told them, I said, it was like we were restarting the church again, right? We're, we're back together. And some people have moved and moved on out of the state. A couple of my best friends moved to Florida and to Texas. And so it was like, hey, we're starting all over again. And so I said, yeah, we're a four-year-old church, but it feels like we're still just kind of a new church, uh, just a little over a year old when we've been gathering together. And um, now we're rolling into summer 2022. And I've got this sense, and actually Tyson and I were talking about this morning, I got this sense that we're coming into a new season here at Refinery. We've added some new team members. We've added some new leaders. We've added some families uh, to our congregation and our community here. And I feel like we're coming into a new season, a very exciting season, a harvest season. I believe God is building a team, a community uh, of believers for the harvest because there's so many hurt and broken out here. And I know that that's what God's doing. So I'm excited. Um, uh, can we kill the air? Is it a little chilly? Are you guys okay? We're going to kill the air. I'm, I'm feeling a little draft up here. I have nothing keeping my head warm like Elijah. So I, this is my temperature gauge right up here. So I spent, this, I spent the spring as we were rolling into summer of 22 2022, uh, we spent the spring together uh, going through what it means to be a person of godly character. And we uh, taught through a series, Pastor Jared and I taught through a series uh, called Below the Surface, and most of you remember it. It was a wonderful series that really dealt with the inside person. What's going on below the surface? And if you missed any of those messages or you want to go back, just jump on our YouTube channel. Craig has, has uh, curated, I think that's the hip word, Craig has curated our YouTube channel so you can go back and check out all of those teachings for your own uh, strength and edification. Um, then for the past several weeks, I've been praying and interceding and asking the Lord, Lord, what exactly do you want to speak to our congregation and our community in this new season? What do you want to speak? What do you want to say? And, and I was excited to see what the Lord would be beginning to do. Um, as I prayerfully looked at this summer season, uh, I considered what is my tradition. My tradition here at Refinery is we choose one book of the Bible during the summer and we camp out with that book of the Bible. Throughout the year, it's typically a topical study. We, we, we teach through particular biblical, biblical topics and we encourage you from there. But during the summer, we take a book of the Bible and we go through that entire book of the Bible. Um, this way, uh, people who are traveling or on vacation, I actually have a number of families, uh, two families particularly, that left for a couple of months. And uh, they're gone for a couple of months, then they'll come back uh, this fall. But they want to travel, they want to journey with us. So they're going to watch 
watch us online, and they're going to read through uh, this particular book of the Bible with us together. Um, it's also a great time to camp out on maybe a specific topic that is in that book of the Bible. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, summertime meant for me going camping. And uh, I remember very clearly uh, what I call, and some of you heard me tell the story about the magic trailer. How many of you guys remember me telling the story? Oh, yeah, not many people remember the story about the magic trailer. When I was a kid, my parents had a pop-up trailer, a pop-up tent. But see, as a kid, I didn't call it that. I just called it the magic trailer. And when I say magic trailer, you guys got to participate with me. You got to go, ooh. <laughs> Are you remembering it now? Okay, here we go. So I grew up with the magic trailer. Yeah, very good, very good. What it was, was it was a tent trailer that, uh, you know, you would go someplace and, and you'd do all that you had to do to erect it and it would become, this little tiny box would become this huge tent with a little bathroom, a little kitchenette, uh, two huge queen size beds. And I, man, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was incredible. Matter of fact, in my little kid brain, what I thought was my dad would hook up this box on the back of the car. We would leave it usually early in the morning before the sun came up. So I would get in the car, they would carry me out, they'd put me in the car, and I would still sleep. And we would drive to some place like Los Angeles National Forest, or up to Big Bear, or somewhere here in Southern California where we could camp. And I can remember waking up and looking behind, and in my little brain, I thought my dad had just poured water on the box, and magically a tent had come up. Because I looked out, and there it was, the magic trailer. Very good. You guys are good. Are you doing that in the tent? Let's hear you go, ooh. Yeah, there's a few out there. Very good. You get to participate as well online as well. Well, as a kid, we, my dad and I loved that we did this. We would go to one location, and he would use every single day of his vacation in that one location. One, every day of vacation for that one location because he said, we want to just explore everything about this location. We weren't about going to here and then stay one night and then go to another location. Some of you like to do that. You like to go on an adventure and go one day here, one day here, one day here, one day here because you're ADD and you're bored and you just want to keep going, right? But my dad's like, no, I want to camp out. I want us to explore. And I love that as a kid because we would be there for two weeks at a time, maybe sometimes even three weeks. And I would really get to know the area. I would discover all the little secret places. I remember uh, we went to, I, I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but I think it was called Jellystone. And, and do you guys remember Yogi Bear and Boo Boo Bear from the 70s? Some of you older people might remember that. Well, I remember there was a campground that was like that. And they even used Yogi Bear and Boo Boo as their, as their mascots. And uh, I can remember, I don't remember where it was, but I remember going around and I found a little cave. And I thought, man, I'm the only one that has ever been in this cave. I have discovered a secret place that nobody in the world had ever found. Now, of course, I got a little older and found out it was like a tourist thing and they were charging money, but I found out how to get through it without paying money. Camping out, hanging out, spending time in one location really helps me discover, help me discover and appreciate uh, these places that my parents would take me. 
That's what we're going to do here at Refinery during the summer. We are going to camp out in one book of the Bible. And we're going to go through this book of the Bible together. And we're going to grow and we're going to discover secret things. We're going to discover things that many people might have just overlooked or overread because they whipped through this particular book of the Bible really fast. I want to do a little side note here. I'm going to grab some water. I want to do a little side note as we introduce this, um, this summer series. Why the Bible? Why does that matter? Why does the Bible matter in our lives? Why is it important? I want to speak to that really quickly before we jump into the series because nowadays, the Bible has been relegated to be a religious book, a historical book, a literary book full of poems and stories. Well, let me tell you something. The Bible is more than a religious book, though it is. It's more than a historical book, though it is that. It's more than just a literary collection of stories and poems, though it is that as well. Listen, God's word, this Bible, is his love letter to us, to me, to you. And in it are these words of passion, words of commitment, words of promise, as we sang here this morning. That's what's in this book. It's God speaking his truth to humanity. And let me tell you, we need truth today. This Bible, this word of God, it is our moral compass When everything around is going crazy and like a little compass, the needle is spinning all around trying to figure out what is true north, we can come to God's word and we can figure out and realize this is the moral compass for us. I once heard a a teacher teaching some small children what the Bible means. And take a look on the screen. This is what she said the Bible means. She said the Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. And I thought, oh, that's so clever. That's so good. That is so true. B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, Bible. That's a little kid song that my, my wife taught me. See, I didn't grow up in church. She did grow up in church. So she's teaching me all these little songs. And so even as I was talking about this this week, I could hear her in the house going, the B-I-B-L-E. That's, she knows all these songs from her childhood. Basic instructions before leaving earth. This is so good. This is so important. This is so true. That if you need instruction, if you need to know what to do, you've got the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. I feel like the best explanation of God's word is really found in God's word. Take a look at the scripture, Psalm 119, verse 105. On the count of three, let's all read this together. It's a short one. Let's charge this atmosphere with God's word. On the count of three, one, two, three. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. This is saying God's word is your light. It's your flashlight. It's your guide. You want to know direction? You want to know purpose? God's word speaks to that and illuminates our path. He's saying it is the light as we walk through this dark world. And I tell you, you turn on the news for about two minutes and you realize, man, this world is getting darker and darker and darker and darker. I am so tired. 
and so heartbroken to hear so many shootings taking place. It's tragic. We need light in this dark world. And God's word is the standard, is the light to guide us. Here's a second one that is so poignant and so true. This is what God's word is. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I'll read this to you. Just follow along on the screen. It says this, all scripture, I'm going to repeat that, all scripture, one more time, all scripture is inspired by God. And it is useful to teach us what is true. You want to know what is true? Look in God's word. It is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. What is God's word? It's a lamp to guide us. But it's also something that helps us determine and and discern what is right and what is wrong, especially in a world right now where what used to be wrong is now right. And what used to be right is now wrong. Who defines that? Who establishes that? We need to look to a standard, and that is God's word. Teaches us what is right and true. I can tell you, we need to know the truth, don't we? We need to know the truth because there is so much false, confusing lies flying around. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So many thoughts and ideas and philosophies are bombarding our minds through our eyes and through our ears. You see, these are the gates to our mind, the eyes and the ears. That, that allows information, that allows ideas and philosophies to come into our mind. And it is bombarding us at a breakneck pace in our world today. Isn't that true? So many thoughts and ideas are bombarding us that it almost can seem overwhelming. Has anybody been overwhelmed by the amount of information that's constantly coming at us? Wave at me if you went, I've just been overwhelmed with so much stuff. It's true. I talk to people and it's like, man, I just need to shut things down. I think that's one of the reasons why I nostalgically look back at my camping season when we used to go out with the magic trailer. (laughs) Just make sure you're still listening. Because, man, we were unplugged. There was no TV. There was no, we didn't have music. My parents had no technology at all except the magic trailer. Man, we used to just enjoy one another. And there were times I was bored out of my gourd, okay? But it was good because that boredom forced me to get creative and to go discover things. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? You just want to shut down all the chatter and noise? It's no wonder you feel overwhelmed. Let me give you some research information. Research shows that we consume more information than any previous generation. We consume more information. It is the number one consumable product in the world. We look at oil, we look at gas, we look at food, we look at all these different things. Information is the number one consumed product in the world today. According to Forbes magazine back in 2018, so this was four years ago, scientists measured the amount of data that enters your brain every single day. The average person living in the United States today 
Well, this was in 2018. So in 2018, 74 gigabytes of information comes into your brain every single day. Do you know what 74 gigabytes is? That's the equivalent of reading the script for an Avengers movie 16 times. Imagine reading the script of one of those Avengers movies 16 times. That's the amount of information that comes into your brain every single day through TV, through media, through various types of screens, billboards, and all sorts of uh, gaming and, and, and music and many other platforms. Research showed that that is increasing by 5% every year. So this statistic of 74 gigs was back in 2018. Now we're closer to about 84 gigs of information that's coming into our brain every single day. No wonder we feel overwhelmed. No wonder we feel overloaded. Because just 500 years ago, just 500 years ago, if you were a wealthy person who had access to books, which were the latest technology of the time, if you're a wealthy person that had access to books, you would process about 74 gigabytes of information in your entire lifetime. So put that into perspective. The amount of information that you take in in one day is equivalent to what a wealthy person who had access to information did 500 years ago. No wonder we feel overwhelmed. Oh, there's benefits to it. I think there's, man, it's amazing the things that can transfer and resources that can get places. But at what cost? I keep saying the word consume, right? You hear me say the word consume because that's really what we're doing with this information. We're consuming it like we are food, right? We're, we're digesting it. We're processing it. And then we're spewing it out. I think a lot of folks are living on a diet of emotional, mental, and spiritual junk food when it comes to information. I think it's true. I mean, think about this for a second. If you were to go, like that one documentary did, and you were to go to McDonald's and you were to have all three meals every single day at McDonald's, gonna have a, a sausage McMuffin with egg in the morning, I'm gonna have a, a quarter pounder in the afternoon, and then maybe I'll have, oh, I'll have a fish filet in the evening. I'll have something healthy. Large fry at each setting. Order a soda if they ask me to upgrade it. Okay, I'll upgrade it. Yeah, why not? One dollar, I can get a bucket of soda? Absolutely. Imagine doing that three meals a day every single day. A guy did that for a documentary. It's on Netflix. I think it was after six months. I can't remember. It wasn't that long. It was six months or a year. The guy was so lethargic. The doctor said his blood pressure, his heart was about to fail. He, was, he couldn't think straight. He couldn't concentrate. He was ready to die. And again, I can't remember if it was six months or a year of just a strictly McDonald's diet. diet. Check it out. It's called supersize. Imagine doing that. Yeah, we go, oh, that's crazy. Nobody should do that. That's idiotic. Do you know we do that with information? We're taking in information, junk food constantly. And we allow it to happen. But we need to be the ones that say, you know what? No, I need to consume something else. No wonder mental health is such an issue today. 
In June of 2020, right in the middle of COVID, Psychology Today reported this. Take a look on the screen. Psychology Today reported and said this. We are facing an epidemic of information overload. This information overload is causing anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, powerless, and mental fatigue. It can only lead to cognitive issues such as difficulty making decisions or making hasty, often bad decisions. You hear that? It's mental junk food. And it's affecting us mentally. People, we got to get control of this. Anybody felt these symptoms? I have. I felt it hard to make decisions so much, especially over the last two years. It's been crazy. We need help. Our minds need help. Our spirits need help. That article went on to give some recommendations. And this is what many mental health experts give as recommendations on how to lower the consumption of mental, emotional junk food. And you may want to take a picture of this because this is good to do. Number one, schedule and reduce news time. They highly recommend scheduling and reducing it. Don't consume it all the time. If you're going to follow news, which it's good to be informed, schedule. Okay, I'm going to only consume news X amount of time every day. And then schedule it. Schedule. I'm going to do this, you know, in the afternoon at lunchtime. I'm going to check out what's happening in the world. Don't let it consume you. Secondly, turn off notifications on your devices. Man, that is the thing. One of the things that I avoided getting one of these Apple Watches, which this was a gift to me, and I appreciate the gift, but one of the reasons why I didn't want it, because I didn't want this thing tapping me on the wrist all the time, saying, hello, hello, read me, read me. There's a text, there's an email. Oh, there's a deal right down the street. Oh, run, go to the deal, go to the deal, go to the deal. Shut up, would you? So I had to learn immediately because the, the notifications are automatically on. So I had to learn how to shut things down. And they made it hard for me to, have to figure out how to shut this watch down so that all I had to do was look at the time and do it when I want to do it. See, they want to get your attention. They being media and information. Thirdly, reduce social media. Maybe set a timer for it. How often we see people just scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. Set a timer for yourself. If you want. This is up to you. I mean, you, you can choose to have good, strong mental health or not, but choose to set a timer. Uh, here's, here's good advice when it talks about uh, scheduling and reducing time. Don't look or listen to social media or current events before bed. They say literally 30 minutes before bed, don't listen to news, don't go on social media, don't do any of that stuff. Let your mind... Come down. And then they say, listen to soothing instrumental music. So these are what majority of healthcare professionals say how to fix the information overload. I want to give you a bonus. I want to give you a bonus. I appreciate what they're saying, and that's good information, and I highly recommend it. But let me, I, I got a, another one, and this is probably going to be the most valuable one for you. Do Psalm chapter 1. Do Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to say it again. The bonus of this is do Psalm chapter 1. Take a look on the screen. This is what Psalm chapter 1 is. It says, Oh, the joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. That's God's word, the Bible. And they meditate on it day and night. Did you hear that? There's joy for those who turn off 
the advice of the world and turn on to God's word. It's a promise from God. You want to know joy? You want to know peace? You want your mind to be more free? Turn off all the advice coming from all those other sources and turn on to God's word. God says in Psalm 1, if you want to have joy, meditate on his word, the law of the Lord daily. Everybody say daily. 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 There's all sorts of advice coming at you on the media. Uh, believe this, vote for this person, do this thing, eat this stuff, drink this stuff, because this will make you healthy. I mean, you're getting all this advice all the time. It's overwhelming. I say, turn it off, turn it down, and turn up God's word. This word been around a whole lot longer and has stood the test of time. It is true, and it contains truth. God's word is where I need to get my advice. It's a pure source and it's a healthy choice. You want that mental health strong? You want that spiritual strength strong? Go to the pure source. Get into the healthy choice. All these thoughts and ideas that society has to offer, their ideas of what is right and wrong don't compare to God's ways. As a matter of fact, many of those thoughts and ideas will lead you away from God. Psalm 1 is like a warning. It's saying, hey, guard your eyes, guard your ears. As parents, when Leah and I were raising our girls, we were careful what came into our household because we knew, man, they're growing, they're impressionable, they're learning things, they're, they're discerning what is true and what is right. And if I just allow any idea and thought to flood into my home through television or through movies or through media, I would be an irresponsible parent just to allow that stuff to shape my child. And so we were very careful with the stuff that came into our homes because we knew that it sticks. I bet if I asked you right now, so many of us have watched movies, if I were to ask you right now, what was the scariest movie you ever saw? I bet, yeah, see, words are already starting to come out. Y'all know, Michael Myers on Halloween or Jason from Friday the 13th or I mean, Saw or something like that, yeah, right? And those things get stuck in our head. Even as I'm saying these words, there's mental images beginning to stick in your head. You're seeing a hockey mask. I know you are. See, these things get stuck into our brains. They get stuck into our spirit. We have to be cautious about what we're constantly letting in. Today, I'm reminded I need to guard my eyes and my ears because I don't want fear. I don't want worry. I don't want anxiety. I want joy. I want peace. You can control how that comes in, how you choose. So this little rabbit trail is going to lead me right back to our series. This little rabbit trail of why the Bible is important. Our summer series. I sought the Lord for this summer. And one of the teachings from this last spring that just stood out to me, the Holy Spirit kept kind of bringing it up to me, was that of joy. The character quality, the fruit of the Spirit called joy. And I sensed the Holy Spirit, even after I taught it, I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to camp out here. I want you to camp out here. And the Lord reminded me and took me over to the book of Philippians, which is considered the book of joy. The word joy is referenced over 15 times in just four chapters of the book of Philippians. I think we can learn something about joy from this book of the Bible. 
The Apostle Paul was actually writing this book under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul was writing this book as a letter to the churches in Philippi. And he was writing this letter while he was in prison. Here's a guy unjustly thrown into prison, writing on the topic of joy. How the heck does that work? How can you have joy when you're sitting in the middle of, and this isn't some, you know, federal prison from the United States where they get three nice meals a day with their own little toilets and a little break time to go play some tennis. We're not talking that kind of jail. We're talking ancient Roman jails. Dark, dank, no sunlight, no toilets, rats running around. And here Paul is writing this letter to the churches in Philippi saying, joy. I have learned to have joy. Man, we can learn from him. If he can have joy in his situation, that means that maybe I can have joy in my situation. Because I don't know about you, but y'all looking pretty good. Got some great hair, <laughs> some nice clothes. Y'all look pretty good. I don't see any of you in prison right now. Maybe you were, some of you are in prison watching online. God bless you. I hope this is an encouragement to you. But listen, Paul had it a whole lot worse than you do. And he's able to say that I had joy. Joy for our spirit is what we need. And check this out. Joy for our body and our spirit is like fuel for your car, which is very valuable right now, right? I know some of you look in these cans right now going, are those full? I would like to take one home. I mean, this is a five-gallon gas can, so this is worth hmm, at least 30 bucks, not including the can itself, right? Just the contents would be worth about $30, Joy for your spirit and your, your, your body and your emotions. Joy is like fuel for your car. We need it. We need fuel to get through this journey called life. Because we're going through potholes and we're going around obstacles in life, relational, family. Joy is what helps us navigate through those times, through these adventures and these challenges we call life. Now listen, before you head out on a camping trip, before you take your car and you hook the magic trailer up to the back of your car, you make sure you go to the gas station and you fill up. Nowadays, that's a little pricier than it used to be. But you go and you fill up your tank and after you pick your jaw up off the ground, you, you go back to camping. You get your tank full so you can go enjoy the, the summer. Listen, we need our tanks filled up. We need our emotional, spiritual tanks filled up. And joy is the fuel that's going to fuel you through life. I know we all need it. I need it. I know that God is speaking this to me because I need it. I know you need it. I feel there's a lot of people that are running the needle of their fuel tank, of their joy tank, is down there on E, on the left side. You're running on fumes right now. You're just making it through the day. God's like, no, I want to fill your tank up. I want your joy tank full. Listen, when Jesus was here on earth, you want to know how God feels about you? You want to know how God feels about joy? When Jesus was here on earth, he was doing all these teachings. He was sharing truth. He was sharing the words of God. And then he says this in John chapter 15, verse 11. He says, I have told you these things, 
All those teachings, all those words, all those parables. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my what? Joy. Joy. Yes, so that your joy will overflow. God wants your joy tank overflowing. He wants like you're going click, 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 trying to get every little drop out of that hose into your heart so that your joy is overflowing. That's the words of Jesus. I know because they're read in my Bible. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Do you hear that? God wants you to have joy so you can navigate through these challenging times. And he even dedicated a whole book of Philippians, the book of joy, just so you could know. So this summer, we're going to camp out. We're going we're gonna to dig down into the book of Philippians, the, the, the book of joy. And we're going to discover how we can have joy in our difficult times. How joy can sustain us in difficult times. How joy can keep us going on those long, dry, boring roads of life. Joy will sustain you. We're going to look and see how joy gives you strength to overcome the obstacles. And we're going to see how sharing joy with somebody who's broken down on the side of the road can bless them beyond compare. Joy is what we need that fuels us. So as we navigate through Philippians this summer, I want you to know that God is so excited to fill you and pour joy into you so that you would experience his presence. Like the song that we sang earlier. Matter of fact, why don't you guys come on up here? Take a look at this scripture as we begin to wrap things up. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 says this. God, you make known, this is a, a prayer, a prayer from David, and he says this about God. He says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forever. See, God wants you to know joy, and, and joy really comes when we experience his presence in our life. That's why Tatiana and Elijah and the team help lead us on the off-ramp or on-ramp. What did you call it? On-ramp? The on-ramp into his presence so that we will know joy. So I'm going to have them close us with a song to kind of get us started on this road trip through the summer, this joyful road trip through the summer. And after we're done with our song, uh, I've got a little, little prize for everyone. I'm going to give you guys a little gift. So uh, let's, let's do this. Let's just worship God. Lord, thank you so much. That together we can go through this journey. We thank you for your word where we can dig down deep and we can discover what it means to be people filled with joy. Joy in the midst of struggles and trials and tribulations. Joy in the midst of heartache. Joy in the midst of disappointment. We don't have to just depend on happiness, but we can have joy that fuels us along this journey. God, I pray for the man and woman in here whose joy tank is running on fumes. That needle is all the way down to E. And they're wondering if they can even make it tomorrow right now by the presence of your Holy Spirit begin to fill refinery 
Rhea and all those who call you Lord and Savior with joy. Holy Spirit, do that now in Jesus' name. joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.